0: This summer, we're bringing you Double Koi Gig. For me, she's the best English centre-back. Play your best players in their best position. I don't think the captain is droppable, particularly after making the statement of dropping Steph Houghton. Subscribe to the OTB Koi Gig pod on the OTB Sports app now. OTB AM with Gillette. Get
1: into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with Exfoliating Bar. Lee Keegan is with us. Lee, good morning to you. How are you? Good, how are you? Yeah, good. Um... I I mentioned the GPS uh, free there you must have been very very impressed by what um, Comerford was doing at the weekend it was shithous on a level that we hadn't seen since you threw that GPS
0: yeah (laughs) he was involved in a couple instances over the weekend so he was he was setting a different trend from back in 17 Um, so fair play
1: Uh, to him here's the thing right Um, everybody afterwards was saying "Oh, it was was played in a great spirit but I think if Dublin had won that match there would be a much bigger focus from particularly my Kerry friends here uh, on the the ten minutes in the sim bin, where actually the ball was in play for about a minute and a half, it felt like.
0: <laughs> yeah, def definitely, and, and the as well penalty. As the, the, the goal or camera doesn't help cover it in any way or shape. The fact that we've all seen it after the game. So, do uh, you know what? It's part of the game, though. Um, all the top teams do it. Jared, to be honest, it's it's not nice, but I mean, in the context of that game, I suppose Dublin were probably. <laughs> Hanging on at that stage, you know, was early in the game, but I, I felt like the penalty was nearly like a wake-up call for them. And, you know, probably fair dues to comfort, not not obviously the right thing to be at in terms of the of sport and what it's about, but, I mean, it, it killed time for Dublin to get, get themselves kind of reassessed, and, and as a result, they kind of grew into the game and they kind of died with their roots on, to be honest. Um, it just seemed to ignite them uh, after that penalty miss, to be honest. And, and I felt if the penalty went in from Sean actually the game, felt over at that stage. Mm. Um I, I I just didn't see a way back um because the momentum was okay, but comfort definitely played <laughs> he played plenty of time on the ground there. Yeah.
1: yeah, and like and then there's the the, melee, the minor melee afterwards where like it, it it just felt like he was operating at a level where he knew exactly what he needed to do for his team. Which to be honest, in the last five minutes of the game it seemed to desert Dublin a little bit. Like when when they kicked the equalizer, I expected them to do pretty much what they did to you guys which was like wrestle everybody to the ground to make sure that there's nothing here except maybe the goalkeeper has to go long again and well, but I, like Well it's pretty obvious why they didn't do that because Dublin felt they could get that kick out
2: and they felt they could go and win yeah. the game from there if there were a point up they would have done that but they didn't do a good job of trying to get it back or did Kerry, Kerry just do a good job of getting it out maybe Well,
1: they both yeah I, I'm interested in what you think in that league because it, it, it felt like not that they switched off but that they didn't they didn't manage that last minute and a half of the game as well as you might have expected them to
0: no and that's probably been something that's not been associated on over the previous year, especially during the time we played them in regular games that Dublin's kind of game management that was their their biggest asset they had uh, and especially against the top teams particularly against ourselves in, in finals and semis that just knew how to run that clock and I suppose that that incident happened maybe four or five years ago, we wouldn't be discussing about Dublin not stop, that Dublin wouldn't stop that and the game would have been over nearly. But it just feels like since kind of the, the old guard have left Dublin and the new guard have come in, it, it, they don't seem to kind of recognise that. Um, and albeit the still of Gerald McCarthy, Kieran Kenny, Brian Fenton, who have been part of those scenes with the newer generation, probably are, are not as clued into what the older guys did before in terms of game management killing the game. And probably even if you compare Dublin from... Previous years, to even this year, like their their, their shots, the top the shot conversion was very low at the last day, and, and even some of the turnovers and um, that you wouldn't associate them with, and that's kind of the difference probably from the Dublin greats to the Dublin team now. And but listen, just all the things aside, I like, so you have to still give credit to them. I mean, that game could have slipped away easily, and they could have just you know let that game run out. But it's just a sign of a great team, and you, you have likes like James McCarthy in particular and Kieran Kelly, uh, Kelly sorry. You just couldn't ask any more of those guys. I mean, they've done it all over the game. They've won everything. Um, It could have been just an easy thing for them to say, you know what, the game is over. But the boys stuck to their their guns and they they put in one of the best shifts i have seen in a long time in in, a double forwards.
2: The second half of that game on Sunday was was mad, and the game lost all shape. Kerry lost complete uh, structure if, if they had one in that second half. Like the closest kind of thing I can remember is is your final against the Dubs in seventeen. Maybe after you scored that goal into the hill, just the place absolutely hopping, you just don't know what's going to happen next. Uh-huh. What what is it like in that momently when you realise that the whole game has fallen to, to pieces and that there is no structure to it anymore? I think to be
0: honest, Callum had texted me actually just for the game. He said this game was going to be absolute madness, and carnage, and I suppose the first half always takes a bit of shape and context, but the second half, I don't know. You just you couldn't write it to be honest because there was bodies everywhere. Like Kerry, I never seen so many boys go down with cramp or injuries and. There's I don't know who was marking who and it was just madness altogether. And I think that's the thing with these big games, especially in the semi final. And, and we we ourselves know it particularly more than most is that sometimes it's, it, it's within the madness sometimes is, is where games are won. Uh, and the fair, it probably will be a good thing for Kerry that it happened now uh, rather than the final. I think because now they've got that other system, that madness, that whole carnage around the Dublin beating Dublin for, for so long. So I think that's that's a huge positive for them, but. A game like that just takes on a life of its own. It really does. I mean, in the in the Mexico Park and the semi final, and there's twenty minutes go, and you just you to be honest, you don't know what's going to happen. And I'd say it's the same playing out there as well. Sometimes you just don't know what's going to happen next. I mean, if you banked a James and he nailed that point. It would, it would tend to go. I mean, that that was just absolutely crazy stuff. Like I mean, that was a outrageous game. Like I mean, take on that shot as well. I mean, I never seen a cleaner strike, and that just that added to the more Carter's game because it, once you got that. Like momentum has shifted completely back to Dublin, and like you would have probably, I would have backed Dublin all day to win that game mm. from, from that point onward. So I mean, you have to give credit on but then yeah, listen, Kerry won the game, and, and that, that's that's what's all about. Semifinals with everyone, and I think Jack O'Connor made a very good point there after the game. He goes, "We're going to the final. No one's going to remember the semifinal. If we don't want and be going to the final. So I think that's the biggest key factor for Kerry now is how quickly can they get back, and get back training, get back into their own bubble and. Listen. Take the negatives. Take the positives from from Sunday because there's loads of the There is. Really, they were hanging on towards the end. Uh, it probably should never got to the point where it came down to last minute free. If, if Kerry were really on song for that game, they could they could have they could have won that game at times. But because they let Dublin get back into it and let Dublin do, dictate what they want to do, I think that's going to be a big focus now for Kerry going into the goal game with two time.
2: So the last three times Dublin have been beaten in the championship, the team that beat them went on to lose the final. Obviously, yourselves in two occasions, and in the middle, Donegal in 2014, off that high, they get, they get done in the final. Even just from, from last year, Lee, because I guess beating Dublin was just such a huge moment for, for everybody in the country to see them beaten. Is that a, a real thing going into the final, trying to come off that? And I think, was it, was it a two week gap as well last year? Like I feel, I feel it was the same gap or I mean, maybe a little bit longer, but I think
0: I think we had three last year oh, and okay. it was based based on Tyrone and the game when sorry Tyrell and Kerry took it actually. Oh yeah, with, yeah, a and a and piece like that. So, uh, but it's it, it's it's a weird one because we, like we 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 got grounded pretty quick after the Dublin game to be honest. Like it wasn't a big thing of celebration and We had a couple of quiet drinks at night together as a group and we were back kind of training on the Tuesday. So it was very much sole focus on. Like I suppose we didn't know at that stage. The following week was kind of just we, we get get recovery and get back to get back to our training facility and stuff like that. But once Tyrone came around, there was no more talk with them to, to be honest. Um, I think there was more talk probably media wise than there was our group. And once we knew it was Tyrone, that, it, that was the focus. To be totally honest with you, but obviously, it, it, listen, beat down championship in a big game is huge for for any team. But I suppose from my own experience and even particularly last year, I know was kind of fresh still. It was Tyrone. That's all we focus on. It didn't matter. Like we're talking about Dublin and Tyrone, two, two two totally different teams. How they set up, how they play, different matchups. And um, so for us, it was just trying to get into that mindset of we're going to play a really tough Ulster team. And, and unfortunately, we just didn't do enough to do that. So I mean, Kerry might might learn from that from last year ourselves, but I, I don't know what the learning is because mm. I just think we just have people my other team in the day to be totally honest. Um. So, but I, I do think there's something a bit different with this Kerry team. They're they're on the road since eighteen now. I think the a lot of people talk like you know the young ones here, but like you've got to realize for and these boys are five years into their senior chapter career or senior career like. So I mean I think they the, probably that's a huge step zone that the last thing summoned to beat Dublin. Um but I think the biggest thing for Gary now is how quickly can they get grounded? I think with someone like Jack Connor um taking over them, I think he get, get get the best out of this week now. I mean there's not gonna be much to be done for the vinyl, like this week is gonna be recovery, get the injuries sorted. Literally do a couple of days analysis, and, and that's really it. So I mean, Jack Jack's a smart man. And, I mean, he knows the game better than most. So he'll not carry crime for two weeks time and, and it won't be a concern. I don't think this stone game.
1: Uh, Gavin White looked like he was. Doesn't good. Yeah, doesn't look good. Yeah. yeah. Um, do they have enough strength and depth? Are there? Are they strong enough in the half back line to be able to create? Like there might need to do against the Galway team, who I, from the semi final and from what they've done, will probably be very in, happy to sit in with lots of bodies certainly in that first 15, 20, 25, 35 minutes.
0: I well, suppose, like, a lot of talk on Kerry is the probably attacking kind of bench options. I, I think it's a, probably, a, like, White's a huge loss. I mean, now, I, I thought he probably, he, he probably was in the end of the game the last bit, I suppose in the goal and going for himself and then the penalty miss. He, he, he didn't probably have, he <coughs> have one of his better, ga- better games, but in terms of, I mean, his leadership for Kerry, I think he's going to be a huge loss. Uh, and the reason he will be as well is that He's one of the probably one guys I can see run as quick as the likes of Jack McCaffrey or or Shane Welsh. So to break that line, especially with Gallus set up, I think that's going to be a huge loss for Kerry. And, and how to replace that, I'm not sure to be honest. Um, I don't think it'll it matter from a defensive context point of view because, as you say, is set up with massive numbers behind the ball. So I I don't think that's going to hinder defensively, but. I think more from an attacking platform and from deep, Gavin White brings so much um, positivity to the Kerry attack from, from deep. And even if he makes a run, he might get the ball, but he creates space with, like, Clifford, Clipper, clippers, Charlie, um, Stephen Ryan. So, I mean, he's got a huge loss. Um, but that's probably the biggest thing, just looking at the the goal again the last day, was the like, goal are very happy to stick to that play, game plan for the full seventy-seven minutes. They might t- tweak a little bit with Kerry. Um, might go a bit more at them, but... They're very comfortable dropping big numbers back and leaving one or two up top. So I think, you know, based on what Kerry was seen last night, they, 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 they should set up right for that. But it's going to be a hard game to call, to be honest. Um, I can't kind of listen to everyone. Goal kind of, no one would probably tipped Gauler to be this far, but they'll see this as a one off game. All the talk about Kerry now going into two weeks' time. So I mean, poor Joyce again has been there. He knows, he knows the routine. So um, he'll have them prime now for two weeks' time, okay. regardless if Gavin White's playing or not, to be honest, which he
2: probably won't be. Do you think they've got better since the kind of championship? Championship game that you lost to them?
0: Uh, it's, it's, it's very hard to know because like if you take Goal in the first half against Derry I, I honestly feel that that was Dublin or Kerry last day that game wouldn't even got past half time um, so that's probably the biggest worry for Galway. Um they look very nervy in that first half to be honest um, and to be honest once they got ahead Derry I, I, did feel, I did feel Galway were going to win the last day against Derry I did I just really think they have too much flair up top uh, too much calling like Shane Welch Comer um, killing with these boys, I just think they, they have a better, better attacking unit. So I, 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 was worried after ten minutes. I thought, you know, look at Derry. If they get ahead at all, they're very good at killing the game. But fair to go when they came out after halftime. I, I do think that forty-five was huge for Galway going at halftime because they played so poorly. And the fact that was a big moment of change, even for Shane Welsh. Didn't like he he was out of the game completing the first half. And he, like Fair Young Kloski did a fantastic job and thread the game. But even Welsh's demeanour coming out after halftime was totally different, took those three frees, looked like a new man. So, uh, I think they have probably have, like, I mean, you can't write off Goal anyway because they've beaten two really top Bally Ulster teams. So, I mean, that's not easy done. Um And they're fully unmerited in all their because they've beaten good Aramah team who are hardly tipped to Goal away. And they beat a Derry team who are right really high after a big win against Care and, and their Ulster campaign. So, Goal will be full of confidence to be honest with this game. And, and they seem to have a clean bit of health as well going into it. And a lot of their big guys are playing good football. Uh, Damien Comer has hit the right notes at the right time. He's going to take a lot of minding. Um, Shane Welch will definitely improve more, which I think he is going to for the final. Um, Rob Frindley was quite the last day, guy I identified as a big guy for them, but he, he'll have to step up for the final. So I think, like, Golan will be really excited for this game. Like I said, and the extra 24 hours watching the dublin Kerry game, the, the, they have they have a lot going into that final. So, I mean, they're a lot going to fear. Um I, I said, when you beat two other sides, I mean, you should be full confidence as well.
1: Is there anything in that second half that Kerry can point to as an explainer for what happened from a game that they had largely control of particularly in the second quarter, the first half that they can fix in advance of an All-Ireland final or do they just have to accept that at some point Galway are going to have a purple patch and just ride it out hope they don't score enough and we try and outscore them?
0: Yeah, I think if it gets into a game like that I just think Kerry are too good um, so if you're going to shoot out, like I mean you can't leave Clifford and Charlie and these boys and, and open space and going to shoot out so go, absolutely Goal are going to get perfect in this game it's just how good Kerry and we've seen how good Kerry are defensively I mean conceding 113 last is not bad to be honest 14 scores it's, if you're conceding that you're going to win most games anyway and with Kerry's attacking unit they're going to score more than 14 scores anyway so I mean that's that that would be a positive. My biggest concern probably for Kerry is the, the structure, uh, as Owen mentioned earlier. Like it, it got to pandemonium stages in the second half, and probably haven't associated that carry up to that game now. They've been very structured, very solid, and kept very rigid to their game plan. So, and my other probably worry a bit for Kerry was the the mental energy they expanded in that first half and trying to take on Dublin. And I, I really think it impacted them in the second half. And um, could have been the heat. I, I don't know. Um, but the, a lot of their guys were dead in their feet halfway through that second half. Um, and again, Golo will identify that and the way their running game is going at the moment that that could be a huge area concern for Jack going into the final. So, I mean, a lot of guys expanded huge amount of energy, and even the likes of Clifford and Sean Shea who had massive first halves without the game second half completely. So, Golo will see that again as a huge positive for themselves to take out. So, if they can negate those two lads in the second half, albeit Potty Clifford came really good in the second half, I think that's, that's a huge focus for Kerry going in. But it will also be a big focus for Golo can and they rode the legs of these boys in the second half after the scene against Dublin now it's going to take a massive effort don't get me wrong the dublin Kerry game it was high intensity um, took a lot of effort but I mean it's probably concerned Jack that how many lads lost structure but also how many guys went down and were cramped and fatigued early enough in the game
2: yeah definitely like the, the one thing is that in, in the middle of all that pandemonium as you say Kerry were still really good defensively. Like some of the turnovers were were really impressive. Like the Costello the goal was before the pandemonium set in, like it didn't crumble at the back. It was yeah. just they were just so disjointed in attack.
0: Yeah, and that's something I suppose probably even we identify with Kerry over the years up to now was if you can get a bit ahead of Kerry at all and even that goal and Jim McCarthy's point about it earlier, I, I would have seen that as a huge plus for for the team attacking Kerry because we've seen Kerry in the, the year before, even against Tyrone Lassard that come down that stretch and you're, you're still within in the game, you'd feel pretty confident you want to take these points. Or I think this year, even ourselves in the third quarter we got to a point we, what killed us was probably the, the few wides and dropped short balls but even looking to the carry they never really panicked. They tagged on the next four or five scores after that and, and they just looked pretty comfortable. So, it, even defensively it was, it was always probably one of our big game plans is take these boys on now they look really really solid and, and that's huge credit to Paddy Talley and the way he's been set up but they look they actually look really confident as defenders now at the moment because they're working hard for each other So not think thing where it's man-on-man they're, 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 they're actually trusting that system so one guy gets beat there's another guy backing them up so I think that's that's huge um, confidence and huge confidence um, the applause that's coach like Spai that he's done that job though. and that's a huge transformation from last year what they can see the goals compared to now I think it's up something like seven last year and the one they can see the one in championship this year so that has been violence into their, their offensive plan already so yeah so I mean it's going to make for a good reading in two weeks can, yeah. the, can, can the goal the attack take that on uh,
1: look it'll be very interesting to see one last thing right um, Hawkeye I don't know do, do we feel confident that they switch it back on for the hurling this week and it goes fine that that's it and we're back or is it just like Look, well, let's let's take the off-season to see what's going on and make sure that um, the pointy-headed boffins at the company come back and prove that it's accurate.
0: Someone, someone said in the video really last day that sort of Hawkeye is <laughs> like human who makes more mistakes than anything else. So, I mean, it's, it's, it doesn't really give you much confidence that that's coming out. Uh, and to be honest, I, I just, to be honest it's, it's crazy, like, this day and age that we don't have technology at an elite sports level that can be trusted. Um, I mean, it's a very simple concept. that the ball goes over the barrel. Give the score, like I mean, I think Connor Glass had one. Suppose he went over the bar as well, and Hawkeye gave it off, and it looked good for arrington in in, in last year. Like, so I mean, it, it doesn't bode well for, for our games, and, and they look messy even half time. All the officials aren't talking about this, and, and even for ourselves, it's all we talked by half time. We weren't talking about the game, right? There was all Hawkeye, so. It's taken away from the games and the spectacle. I'll read the spectacle wasn't so good in the first half of the Kerry goal game, but still, it, it, it shouldn't be the hot topic conversation that we're talking about. All play again. I mean, it's, it's come up a few times over the last few years. It's, it's going to be after look at. So, if I were the, the hurling bosses going into the game, I, I wouldn't have a lot of faith in it. To be honest, if they couldn't, if they couldn't uh, give a score for a bigger ball, how are they going to handle a smaller ball? And um, that would be my worry. So, it's a bit mad. And um, I don't trust. Like. Well, Sean O'Shea's point last day had drifted a bit over the post and we know how okay, what was going to happen in that case. Do you know, so these are the big questions we're going to have to ask. Uh, is, is it fit for purpose? I'm not sure at the moment that they're going to have to review that in depth because it's it's not really good enough in this day and age that we can't trust a system that's meant to help our sports and, and help
1: dictate games. Yeah, 100%. Lee, great stuff. Thanks a for joining us this morning. Cheers. Cheers, guys. Thank you very much. Take care. OTB. A.M. With Gillette.